Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Luber, one rental at a time. Back with a good friend of the channel, somebody that's been with me for a long, long time. Uh, and actually, I owe a steak dinner to, I haven't forgotten, Mr. Millennial Mike. How you doing, sir? Very good, and I'm happy to be back. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. So one of the things I wanted to do is you were one of the very first early readers of my book, uh, my second book. Yes, yes. Uh, Real Estate Conversations with Millionaires. I know you have some questions. Uh, you've talked about them being hard or different or deeper, and I don't want to know what they are. So I'm going to turn it over to you. We're going to, we're going to see where these questions go. So uh, the floor is yours. Sure. Well, Mike, thanks for having me on. Um, yes, I, you know, I think a lot of people have read the first book. A lot of people have read the first book. It's very popular. Like when you go on Amazon and you start looking at real estate books, it's right at the very top of recommended. Second book, we'll get there. It just needs more time, I'm assuming, but because it's pretty good too. Um, and I want to talk about part of the book, but I also really want to talk about a little bit more about the actual author. Okay. Because what I don't, I don't want is for the people who don't know you as well as I do, who haven't followed you since before you had 2,000 subscribers, yeah. to think, oh, here's another fake guru pushing uh -huh. courses, pushing books, who doesn't actually care about me. So I wanted to ask some questions about the book, mm -hmm. and even though they may have been answered, let's talk about them. Sure. And then I want to ask some deeper questions about who you really are and what motivates you. So just the first question that I got for you is, who is this book written for? Is it for the beginner, the moderate investor with medium experience like me, or for the pro? Can you tell us a little bit about who you had in mind when you wrote it? So again, as everything I do, I try to put myself in the shoes of, of newer investors. I had a book that was very meaningful to me written by Gary Keller called The Millionaire Real Estate Investor. It's blue and white. It's a great book. However, if you go to that book, there's about 30 pages at the end of the book where there's real estate investor stories, I wore out those stories because <laughs> what was I, what, what was happening to me? I don't know about you, but when I got started real estate investing, the second, the third, the fourth deal, they're hard because you have to save the down payment. So for me at night, probably four or five days a week, I would pull that book off my nightstand and I would pick two or three stories. And these stories were not in detail. They were like a page and a half. But there was enough there that I could look at and go, okay, stay engaged, stay engaged. It's worth it. So I took that light idea, again, stole, borrowed, inspired, whatever you want to say. And I said, you know what? I have this channel, One Rental at a Time. I've interviewed over 100 different real estate investors. I'm going to comb through my library and find 15 unique stories that I think are meaningful. And I wanted 15 different stories because I don't know who you are. I don't know your situation. I want to give you a, I want to give you meat. Like I had a snack. I had a cracker and cheese that held me over for years. I wanted to give you eight, 10, 12 pages that was steak that you could chew on uh, to hold, hold you in. So for me, it was the people that are, struggling those first five years because it's hard right you buy your first unit you drain your account you know it's it's eight it's 18 it's 24 months before you can buy another one mm -hmm. 
So that's, that is the problem opportunity challenge I was trying to solve for. That is because I've been trying to write a second book for a while. They all get 10 pages in. I'm like, not there, not there, mm. not there. I got into this book. I'm like, oh, that story's cool. Oh, that story's cool. Oh, that story's cool. So um, I was trying to create something pretty much like the first book that would have been something I sunk my teeth into. So uh, that's who it's for, I think. Well, you know, I wonder, I think, I mean, obviously, to a certain degree, I think you did it intentionally, but I think you also might not have done it intentionally. The book mirrors the format of your channel. It's <laughs> yeah. you bringing on other people to talk about them for an audience. Correct. Because if you don't believe me, well, why not believe this guy and this lady and, you know, yeah. Anna Kelly and Jonathan Twombly and Greg Dickerson and all the other experts. So I think for a lot of people, uh, if they are actually willing to go through and get this book, I think you'll probably be like me. You're going to read through the book and you're going to read and you're going to get to a chapter on some person. You're going to be like, are you kidding me? You did what? Yeah. You quit your corporate job, lived on credit cards, borrowed against your 401k, took out a second mortgage on your house. Are you an idiot? You had a family. Your wife's going to leave you for that. Now, it worked out for him in the end. I don't want to spoil the book. But for me, that level of risk tolerance, not going to happen. However, there was someone else in the book, you know, I'm reading about single mom with kids, and she's figuring out anything that she can do to figure out how to buy rentals. And I'm like, well, that sounds a little bit more like me, single father with a son and working two, three jobs when it comes to overtime. And so it's like, man, I really like that story. I liked all the stories, no. but some of them I was just like, uh, what? No. <laughs> and let's be very clear. That was intentional. There is, a, I don't think there's anyone out there that will read the 15 stories and go back to all 15. Mm. The intention was, is you were going to find two or three that are you, mm. right? Some people have risk tolerance and want to burn the boat. That's where they are. Mm. That's not me, right? I didn't quit till I was well covered, right? right? <laughs> Right. There's another guy in the story. I think it's actually chapter one, right? He worked his ass during the day, built up a side business until it was double or triple. Find your person. Um, and that was the big deal, right? One rental at a time, the OG book. That's just my story. I realized that my story helps, you know, a sliver of the market. So 15 stories, all unique. Uh, you're not supposed to resonate with all of them. That would be, I couldn't write a book. Real estate so complex. You couldn't write a book that every story would re resonate with everyone. So I'm, right. I'm glad it came through that way. Right. Unless you were willing to fluff it up just for sheer marketing, which some publisher may force you to do. So <laughs> I like the book because, well, because it's genuine. You're reading through it and you're like, well, that guy's weird. I really like that lady. She did a great job. And oh, that guy's pretty cool too. But you know, while you're going through the book, you don't have names for any of your guests. Now, people mm -hmm. like me who follow the channel, I'm able to go, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. And I know who that is, but tell everybody why not? Why didn't you put their names in there? So I, I, you know, I don't know if this is the right decision, but this was my decision. I've interviewed some pretty big time people. Mm -hmm. And if I wanted to get a book that was the best marketing would sell the most, I would just go get the 15 biggest names, mm -hmm. sell it up and on the names. That's never been who I am. I wanted the 15 best stories. Mm -hmm. And I really don't think the name of the person matters. Uh, it's the story that matters. And oh, by the way, all of these interviews are live videos on my channel. You have to find them in the five or 6,000, but they're all there. Um, so if you want to know who they are, they're there, right? So um, I don't know if it was the right decision. In fact, it probably hurts the marketing of the book that I don't name people. But again, for me, it wasn't about the name. 
it was about 15 different stories. And I probably spent 50, 60 hours combing through my videos, trying to find 15 unique stories. So yeah, I don't know if it was the right idea, but it, that was why, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to sell books based on names. Mm-hmm. Well, so you kind of answered my first question, my, my second question, which was, why did you write it? And you wrote it because you wanted people to have the meat that they could sink their teeth into a story that would resonate with them mm-hmm. um, and that they could look to. But apart from why did you write it? What do you want people to learn from it? What is the big takeaway that you want them to get? The big thing I'm trying to get with these 15 stories, and really for most people, it's two or three, is to hold on. The first four years are slow. Five years are slow. Mm-hmm. It gets better. Uh, time in the market, not timing. Um, There's so many people that, that get the first one, and they're like, they're excited. They're energetic. But it's going to take a year before they get the down payment for the next I don't want them to lose that inspiration. I, again, I, that Gary Keller book, I wore out those final 30 pages because I needed, because I'm just like everyone else. I've just been doing it for 21 years. Now I have time in the market. I have the ability to go move capital around. It's easy. I want a deal. I get it. It wasn't like this for me either. It practically, it wasn't like this until like year six. I want to get people from year one to year six because it gets so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I'm hoping people, I'm hoping people wear out a chapter again, you get two or three, you like, if you find two chapters out of 15, you like, I'm going to consider that a success. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, you have the experience of proof of concept to add to it. Um, and I'm at year four right now, got my sixth rental back in November. You sent me a couple cards. Um, and I'm just now starting to feel the real impacts of the income snowball actually right. starting to affect my life, help me save faster. Because as you said, it was from closing on the first rental to closing on the second rental a year and a half before I made it happen. But then in another year and a half, I did five. Yeah. And, and so many people get lost in that first 18 months mm-hmm. because a water heater a bust out or something right. little. In the scheme of things, it's tiny, but mm-hmm. in the moment... When you're struggling to get the second, you're like, ah. <laughs> so I wanted to give somebody a story that they could go curl up in a good book, turn off the lights, get quiet, and go, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I'm going to make it through this. I didn't yeah. just ruin my life. I'm not going to have to tell my family that they yeah. were all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What was the book missing? What would you well, add to it if you could add something? Um. I, again, I don't know if the names would have been important or not. Uh, again, that's right up until the minute I hit published, I wasn't convinced. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, I'd love to hear from the audience. Um, okay, well, well, down below in the comments, if you can think of anything that the book was missing or that you would have liked to see, and I have my, I have my suggestions coming up next, but I want to know what the audience thinks should have been in the book that wasn't, for those who have read it. Yeah, I mean, it could have been better organized, perhaps, because I was all about the interviews. I could have organized it better. Again, these are all things I thought about, right? I could have had a burr section. I could have had a syndication. I could have. When you're writing a book and you're trying to solve a complex riddle, you can really tie yourself in knots. So um, I felt good about where it was at when I hit publish, but, you know, it could always be. I look forward to feedback, obviously. So before you had released this book, and in leading up to releasing this book, um, I had wondered about asking you one specific question. And I thought maybe that it was going to be in the book. And I read through all the chapters wondering if I was going to find it. Okay. 
what I think the book is missing, where is the interview with Mrs. Zuber? <laughs> where is where is the other 50% as you put it in your first book in this yeah. book? The better half, the one who stayed with you, the one who got you through that first problem when you thought you got you'd messed up, but she said we didn't mess up. Yeah. And I know she doesn't want to be on YouTube, but where is the you had a handwritten interview with her that you dictated uh, yeah. and put in the book? Where is Olivia? You know what? I think that is a wonderful, yeah, it's not there. The funny thing about Olivia is she loves meetups in mm. person. She'll get on stage with me in person. She'll take questions, but she is not getting on this damn camera. Um, right. But yeah, you're <laughs> right. Um, I'm. She's going to come to the office where I'm sitting today and help me build a bookshelf. I'm going to ask her. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, you know what? Everybody leave below a question you would ask Olivia. I'll take the top 10. And I'll find a way, even if I have to sneak them into 10 different conversations, I'll find a way to get the answers and put that together. And then I'll just put it up as a PDF on my site. Dude, that's awesome idea. I 10 think, questions. Yes. I think that for people like me who've watched the channel long enough and we've heard you praise your wife and yes. talk about her and the success. And, you know, you even just did a show a couple of days ago, maybe it was yesterday, talking about how to get your spouse interested. Yeah. A lot of people have that problem. A local guy at Dion's meetup that I attend struggling to get his wife interested. And so to have someone who's been such an integral part of your journey, mm -hmm. people want to hear from her or as close to from her as yeah. possible. So that would be I, what it was missing in my opinion. No, I, <laughs> I had never thought of that because it wasn't even one of the options, but you are so right. I need to find a way because it's very clear that she's not coming on the <clears> channel. But if you guys leave questions below, I will find a way to sneak those questions into daily conversations and I will get her answers. Perfect. Well, I will be looking forward to that. Now, I uh, took pictures of a couple parts of the book and I want to read the captions because I want to get your I want to get your take on these captions. I like so let, this. Me, let me pull it up real quick. OK, <clears throat> so you uh, put this paragraph in your book here and it's just and I don't have the page because I when I I zoomed in and forgot to get the page number on it. But that's fine. You write, <clears throat> to appreciate the journey to that point, I never really let myself dream big. I was too busy with a life that I didn't and still don't really dream big personally. I have goals, but no real dreams that I'm chasing. Our guest showed us the power in dreaming big because we saw his dreams evolve during our discussion. Mm. As we closed, he talked about even bigger dreams, truly inspiring. Now, what, what seemed here to me, or seemed odd here to me was... I have goals, but no real dreams that I'm chasing because yeah. you don't let yourself dream big. Well, Mike, why'd you buy yourself a big studio? Why are you putting this money into it? You yeah. don't have any big dreams? What's the no. point of all this? Yeah, no. So one of the, you've been watching the channel. So I think it was probably 10 weeks ago. I said, I got comfortable saying helping a million people. Mm -hmm. I had often thought about it, but it was such a big number. It didn't, it didn't feel real coming out of my mouth until about 10 or 12 weeks ago. It is every day felt better. Hence, I'm now willing to march towards that. So hence, I got a studio, I'm spending tens of thousands of dollars making it right. Um, so that's, uh, that's a dream. I didn't have that when I wrote the book. In mm. fact, in fact, writing the book helps shine a light where I'm weak, where I'm struggling, right? Uh, so that's, that's really cool. But one of the other things, um, about goals versus dreams i had been wired for 20 years to live year by year really quarter by quarter because again i was in a profession where you could literally be fired and we 
I've been in quarterly business reviews where people were fired after in 90 day windows for lack of performance. So that's the world I lived in. And that's why the day, that's why I have the uh, weekly positive impact score. That's why you can see this just daily discipline or weekly discipline. Mm. That's just how I'm wired. So I consider those goals. That's why 500, right? You only see 50, but you know, that's why 500 is there. Cause that's a thing that's achievable. And that was a big goal, right? In 18 months, I think I did 182. So 500 in a year is a significant jump, but it's not a dream. It's not a dream. A million is a dream. And how I got there is realizing that I personally can't help a million because that's where my head was, right? You help 500, you help 10,000, that's you. But when I let go of that and realized if we push the idea of a network, if Michael, you help 10,000, but those 10,000 help 990,000, that's a million, no matter how you add it up. I'm like, that feels better. Mm. Ah, I get it now. So I think we can help a million people in a decade. But again, I've made it my life's mission. So we'll see how long it takes. I like it. And I'm going to come back to that in just a second. I want to read one more segment from the book and have you answer this. Then I'm going to try to tie them together. Nobody's ever done this, taking my words in a book. So this is both uncomfortable and truly amazing. (laughs) Truly amazing. This is exhilarating for me. So thank you. Well, I'm glad. So then at least you understand now why it took me a while to interview you about your book that came out back in like October. It's because I was trying to do something different from what other people were. Success. Okay. So this is your guest speaking. I want to do, I want to be a more positive influence on others, whether that's through real estate or personal life coaching, such as coaching my kid's softball team. And then your comment on his comment was Getting to the point where money is not the number one motivator is such an awesome feeling. For decades, money was my number one, two, and three motivator. (laughs) I was always scared that I would lose it all and go back to being that hungry little kid who thought they were always one week away from moving to their grandparents' home. Yeah. I want to know more about that hungry little kid. What were you really feeling? I know your story about how you sold tools and you were very driven at a young age to make money. You came from humble beginnings, Mm -hmm. humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us more about that hungry little kid, what he would think of what you're doing today? Oh my God. Would he believe it's possible? No, no. I mean, my, that hungry little kid, we're talking eight, nine, 10 years old. I mean, I was, again, there's so many things that I'm embarrassed to admit. (laughs) One of my earliest memories, it was actually my first LinkedIn post decades ago. I remember finding a dime and feeling rich. <laughs> I mean, like rich. Yeah. You know how disgusting that is for me to say? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a painful memory. I can still close my eyes. I was, in the, I was in my, we call it an extra room. It was a converted garage, so it wasn't insulated or anything. But I remember finding a dime and, and feeling rich. And I remember feeling like, like I had to hide it because my parents would take it from me. I mean, fuck, crazy. Um. I remember stacking pennies and, and yeah, I mean, just, yeah, in my, in my family, money, um, money was a stressor and it was always cause you, I mean, the, the few weeks we had money, life was glorious, but most of the time it was horrendous. It was always a source of stress. Um, it, it, I still carry it 40 years later that, um, it's, yeah, I, I don't want to go back there. I, I mean, at this point, it won't happen. But when I wrote that, I mean, yeah, I mean, think about it, right? So I'm 20, 
I think I was 26 or 27 the first time I made more than my parents did combined. Uh, <laughs> I, I was making six figures at 29. Uh, I was making multiple six figures in my 30s doing things that, I mean, there's, there's nothing about me today that that eight or nine-year-old kid would think is possible. Mm. Um, I have a car that I could only have dreamed of. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, no, Mike, no. You've come a long way, a very long way. Yeah. And so when I, when I look at your story and I know it better than most, at least some of like your youth, because I've interviewed you, I've chatted with you, I've known you for years, I've watched your videos. Um, and I think it's an extremely inspiring story. But what you said was you, uh, you know, you didn't have a dream. You didn't mm -hmm. have a dream. You had goals, but you didn't have a dream. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think actions speak louder than words? Oh, absolutely. Okay, me too. I believe that actions, what you do, speak significantly louder than words. And I don't believe you when you say you didn't have a dream. I don't. Okay. I think right. that you are too humble. Oh. I think that you are too, I don't know if cautious is the right word, but you are realistic in the sense that you don't want to say or broadcast something that you're going to necessarily accomplish until it's become a little bit more real to you. Because when I sit down and I say, somehow this young man got hired to sell tools and outsold people 10 or 15 years older than him and wasn't even allowed to drink at the company meetings that everyone was attending. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember that story. You were able to have an a lot of success in a very competitive corporate job in Silicon Valley for decades. Mm -hmm. Then you quit, you start a YouTube channel, you start producing grainy videos on a couch <laughs> with no sound recording equipment that you and I would look at today and be like, that's just part of the process. <laughs> you went from there to then meeting other people, putting them on your channel. You interviewed people who were nobodies like me. And then now you interview big wigs and big dogs, Elena Cardone, meet Kevin, all these other folks. You wrote not one, but two books, produce five uh, pieces of content a day, make thousands of videos, have a goal of helping a million people. So when you say that your dream only came alive in the last 10 weeks, I think you're lying. I don't believe it. I think that little kid had a dream and you uh, just, maybe he didn't know what it was yet, but it was that you were going to do something big. You were going to help people and you were going to be someone important. Tell yeah. me I'm wrong. Lie to your audience. <laughs> well, I, everything, but that last phrase, I don't really care about being someone important, right? Being um, a celebrity or whatever, whatever that means to be important, but helping people is a big deal to me. Uh, something I've said ver very early on, it was probably in my first hundred videos, something that I still hold dear today is I believe you die twice. Once when you physically die, uh, which hopefully is 50 plus years from now for me, but also when, the, when somebody says your name for the last time. I had a goal and I think it was in my first hundred videos that I want to be alive, if you will, 50 years after my physical body is gone. I think we're well on the way of that now. Uh, you know, now we may change, we may rack that up to hundred because if you can help a million people, <laughs> there will be generations that mm -hmm. point at one rental at a time mm -hmm. as helping them. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my stick now. That's, that, that was never, see the difference. So a dream, a, like I'm very much do the work. I will do the work even with a gray future. Cause that's just, I call myself a hammer cause it's just daily discipline. You just mm -hmm. keep moving. But yeah, that, that was the one thing I could hold on to. Um, but to me, that was never a dream. And I don't know why to split hairs. Like that was like the mission since day one. Why did I create a YouTube channel? That was why.
right? It, 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 I'm, I didn't go back and look, but I bet you it's in the first hundred videos that I was saying that. But I don't say that enough. I don't think I've said that in a year probably um, because there's so many other things and it's now momentum and we've done, I just did my Sunday uh, positive impact score. We're at 412 deals on the way to 500 in like 24 weeks. It's so amazing to see what's yeah. going on. And it just, the snowball, the inertia, uh, and I've only been talking about getting people to share and grow. I, I didn't even ask for subscribers in like 99% of my videos. <laughs> I still have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's um, no, you're right. Um, I, I truly uh, want people to say Michael Zuber, more specifically one rental at a time was life-changing and there'll probably be thousands of, you know, a thousand, 10,000 people that was like, my retirement was better because of, and uh, that's going to be so awesome, whether I'm alive or dead, that's going to be cool. I agree. I agree. And I think that the stories in here do nothing except for add to what you just said, which was the first story back mm -hmm. there. We'll get people on the right path, help people get to four, help people change their standing and living standings in retirement. And be nothing but beneficial. But let's be clear. It's really the hold on. So many people reach out and say, like Karen, uh, was it Karen? Let me see. Just today. She got, she just got one of these cards. I think it was Karen. Yeah, Karen just got one of these cards. She sent me a private message saying, great. I'm excited. I got the first one, but it's going to be a while before I get the second one. That's the person. Hold on. Because if you can get to that, like you said, year four, year five, year six, time in the market is going to start benefiting you. So Read the book. Again, I curled up with that damn blue and white book over and over and over again. So I try to give you more meat. It, notice how it's all furred <laughs> out like this because I've read through it and highlighted <laughs> stuff and went through it. Awesome. So you said my last thing, and I'll just make this comment because you had mentioned something you'd posted on Facebook and you said that you had uh, everybody dies twice. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, the first time is when they really die. And the second time is when someone mentions their name for the last time. And I remember you posted that on Facebook and I came back with a comment, which was, I have a similar belief. And it's that everybody has two lives. Mm. The second one begins the day you rate the day that you wake up and realize you only have one life to live. Ooh. And so I, I, for me, and I put in that comment, I was like, I think the day that you woke up and realized you only had one life to live was when you've got, or when you, when you quit. And then when you sat down on that couch and you realized I can do something that I never thought was possible. Mm -hmm. I can have a dream and maybe you didn't want to call it a dream yet, but it's certainly, if you, if I sat here and told Michael Zuber from five years ago, four <laughs> years ago, Hey, you're going to have 24, 5,000 subscribers on YouTube, two published books. You're going to be interviewing millionaires on a daily basis. No. You yeah. can go from that. I think you would have said, nah, <laughs> man, that's not happening at all. <laughs> I, you're right. I, yeah. I would have, there's very little that I've accomplished in the last couple of years that I would have thought possible. I had no idea. I, again, I was one weekend. So again, remember this, I retire, I'm financially free. I'm getting freaking depressed. I've never been depressed in my life. I'm a fighter. I'm, I'm a driver. I, I'm addicted. I'm a weekend away from going back to work. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, what if? And I didn't, what if? No idea. Again, murky gray picture i'm like i had a I, I came up with a title one rental at a time i was like that's all i had i'm like i think something is there i'm gonna go that way and i'm gonna keep doing something every day and i'm gonna try to get better every day 
and I can always get a job. Four years later, we have, you know, 24, 25,000. I've, I've literally helped thousands of people get deals. It's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very Let happy. Me let me be the first of your audience today to thank you because oh. not only have you connected me with people like Mark, who's my mentor, who's helped me get rentals. It's been an unbelievable influence and major change in my life. I've already helped two of my friends buy rentals in the same area. And so it just networks and spider webs out from the original point of origin, the source, which is you. I got no more questions for you, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was fun. I love, I love doing these interviews. If you've read the second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires, if you want to ask me some questions, let's get some interviews going. I would love to hear from you. Uh, Mike, thank you very much. Thank you.